0: Welcome back to the Petrus Pods, LFC over the Atlantic. Today we're going to talk about a lot of things, but first of all, my name is Michael. I'm Simon. And we hope you enjoy today's episode. Alright, down to business. Simon, what are we talking about today?
1: We've got a few things on the agenda uh, for our second episode. I wanted to talk about, um, first of all, recent news, the Champions League, what's going on. Yep. What are your thoughts on the recent game against Porto? Okay. Um, also, what's changed with Navigator over the past few days? And then we'll move on to transfers, different players in the the club that uh, could potentially move on, who we could bring in, rumors that we've heard, and then finishing off with a bit of Chelsea talk, right. for the game over the weekend,
0: and a little news about Virgil van Dijk. Sounds like a plan. You ready? Let's go. All right, cool. So, first of all, Champions League. Uh, did you watch the game against Porto? I did, yes. Um, what, uh, what were your thoughts?
1: I love Liverpool in the Champions League. It's so strange because it's like... Playing in the Champions League is almost like a break from playing in the league. Right. And it almost feels like a free hit. Like, yeah. even if we play well. Obviously, we won and... I only want Liverpool to win every game, pretty much. Um, but it still seems like... Take it or leave it. The league is the most important
0: thing. and so, Right. There's far less sp- pressure um, when it comes to Champions League football, I I feel like. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: And also, playing against Porto, we'd beaten them 5-0 uh, last season on their own turf. And so, it was just like i i felt a lot of confidence going to the game um and it really af- af- aside from a few scares that porto gave us mm-hmm. with abubaka
0: um i don't think that's his <laughs> uh but yeah the the that guy <laughs> i don't remember what his name is uh, I, it, I believe it's bubaka <laughs> 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 it's an odd name, isn't it? But you know, um, <laughs> if that is his name, yeah, he had a couple of uh, class chances, but he squandered them, and we finished our chances. Uh, game ended two nil. That mm-hmm. being said, the first half was wonderful, very exciting, very yes, fast paced. Yes. Second half, I felt like Porter went into damage limitation mode, and it ended up being a relatively dry game, which is odd for Liverpool because I don't think. Games like the just in general, Liverpool don't play mm-hmm. boring games. We're not on Manchester United in that fashion.
1: That's right. I also feel like something to do with that is Klopp did have one eye on Chelsea at the weekend. Right. And so, we were up 2-0, the other team went into damage-limitation mode, and so Klopp just decided, I mean, a third goal would be nice, but I think he was looking more to just control the game, play at a relaxed pace, which is often what Manchester City do, and it almost seems like a lot of times they play where they're not not even, like, exerting themselves, and it's really frustrating uh, to watch, but but I think it was a smart decision for Klopp on this occasion. And I don't think that we won't go to Porto next... Is it next week? Uh, Yes. And not either score a goal, or we have the defensive
0: prowess right. to I can't see not us, concede. Yeah, I can't see us not scoring a goal, especially since Porto have to score at least two. They are fragile in the back, mm-hmm. and we have a very dangerous mm-hmm. attack going forward, especially on the counter-attack with yeah. the pace of Manny and Salah. Yeah. I can't see us not scoring in that game, even if we do concede. And if we don't score, they're going to be hard-pressed to score. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be hard-pressed to get some goals. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful for that result. Um, yeah. Um, I, at this point with a two-nil lead going into the next round, I'm confident that we will make it through to the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about other games, uh, what were your thoughts on the results of everyone else in the Champions League?
1: Um, I don't really care about Manchester United or Barcelona. I saw only saw the highlights of uh, that game and also the Ix um, Juventus game. Um, I was not really bothered. Obviously, I think Barcelona is a much better team than Manchester United, and it showed mm-hmm. on the day. Although um, watching some of the highlights, they only they didn't really create that much against they didn't muster very many chances um, it's against team, and so I was I found that a little surprising. So a one 0 is not a bad result to Manchester United, and obviously it's a good result for Barcelona who right. have to go
0: back to the camp new and uh, and just defend that lead. 100%. Um, that being said, um, they've they got a bit of a uh, a streak now of kind of going out in the earlier rounds of the competition. Um, and that'll be on their mind, especially that 3-0 defeat uh, to Roma last year. That's mm. definitely going to be on their mind. This yeah. is only 1-0. And Manchester United are dangerous. They've got some really, really good players. Mm-hmm. Rashford can score from yeah. anywhere. Yep. Um, Pogba can really cause some issues it'll be an interesting second leg but the winner of that team I am still confident Liverpool can go through it's mm. definitely going to be tougher than uh, Porto but I'm excited for either of those games yeah. it would be sweet to knock Manchester United out and it would just be some beautiful football I think watching um, Barca uh, Barca v Liverpool so mm. either one of those games I'm excited for if we make it through our game um, and I think I, th- I think we can beat both of those teams um, but yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: but I'm excited. What about the other side of the group um, with if, with the one Montai tie, Ajax v Juve, and then the 1-0 victory that Tottenham occurred over City?
1: Yeah, again, I only saw the the highlights hmm. of the Juventus and Ajax game, but it seemed like Ajax were dominating most. Like yeah. Juventus did have some attacks. Obviously, with Ronaldo, you're going to create... Lots of goals and goal scoring opportunities, but it seemed for the most part that Ajax uh, matched up to them, and I think I don't know whether it was them playing at home or um, maybe they were just having a good day. But it seemed like they were, they went up toe to toe and performed against Juventus. So if, it's, that's if a, not quite
0: exciting. Better, um, I watched the game, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, they did have the lion's share of chances Ajax did. Uh, they mm-hmm. squandered some beautiful chances and they almost scored on multiple occasions. Um mm-hmm. uh, hit the the post once, but if you looked at look at expected goals, um you, um Ajax win that three to one. Mm. Yeah. It was it was a it was a lovely game to watch. Um and I still think Ajax can come through in the second round if they get a head full of steam like they did against Real Madrid. Mm. They beat Real Madrid, why not um Juve? That's right.
1: Um in terms of the Manchester City and Tottenham game, what did you what were your opinions on that?
0: My uh a relatively dull game from um Manchester City's point of view. Um they started Maras over Sane. Uh I don't know why the De Bruyne doing that. De Bruyne wasn't playing, mm-hmm. two of their star players. It seems like uh, uh, um, Pep Guardiola didn't take Tottenham serious enough, mm-hmm. um, and they paid the price for it. and result being one 0 Tottenham uh, go to the Etihad now with an advantage, mm-hmm. a slim one, but one that they can hold on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, it might. Even, we just want that to be a hard fought game. I would prefer City to beat them by a couple. Uh, in the in the Champions League, and then slip up against them in the in the league. Do you know uh, when they play each other in the league after the... Is it at home it's or... It's the way? next game, and they play at Manchester City. At Manchester City, so, got it. I we'll mean, that see. doesn't make an, uh, any difference, really, considering it's the empty hat. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: I do think that Pep Guardiola has lost... I think now... I don't know what the ex- exact statistic is, but he's lost against... Liverpool away in the Champions League, he's lost against Man- uh, Monaco away in the Champions League, I think they played Barcelona and they lost away at the Champions League, and now Tottenham, and so they've they've been losing a lot of games away in the knockout stages, and it just seems, even when they played at Schalke, they right. were down to a horrible Schalke team, and it was only through the brilliance of Leroy, Leroy Salonay that they pulled it out of the bag, um, and I think he just has, he's just, I think he was overcompensating by putting an extra midfielder in with Ilkay Gundogan, mm-hmm. um, and not, and, he did, and I think he was worried about the result that we got against his team last season, um, right. saying about um, them playing each other, I think it would, it works in our favor that Tottenham has have a resort this time because then Manchester City have to put all their eggs I think they value the Champions League over the Premier League and so they have to put all their eggs in the Manchester and into the second leg against Tottenham and hopefully that will just that will mean that Tottenham will uh,
0: come back stronger when they play in the league
1: yeah I'm hoping that that they'll be able to take at least a uh, a draw away from that, their game. Right, penalty. take off some. Because at and this that point, just be. Yeah. At incredible. this point,
0: we need Manchester. Is it, all we need is one slip up, mm. preferably a couple. But with I that agree. team, I can't really see it happening. Yeah. Potentially in the, the old uh, the Manchester United game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see a real possibility of them slipping up in the league against Tottenham, um, especially playing them twice before. It could go either way. Um, That being said, any game in the Premier League can go Mm. either direction. I agree,
1: yes. Alright, moving on. Um, Recently, I had written on um, my sheet uh, after the last podcast that we'd made that, um, that we should talk about What's wrong with Nabi He joined, he started really well, and then he kind of fell off the map. There was injury, and there was a language barrier that he was dealing with. And he s- didn't seem like he was settling in, and he wasn't starting any games, and then when he did, he wasn't playing very well. And so i have written down, what's wrong with Nabi Why is this move not really um, worked out the way we all thought it would work out? And since then... He's got on to score two goals in two consecutive games. He's played really well in Porto. He had a decent enough game it, against uh mm-hmm. Southampton right. and it really seems like he's uh, on the verge of becoming uh a starter. A starter or just a more important squad at least squad player, right? and with the potential to become
0: a starter. And so I was just wondering what you think the change, what happened I think I think a lot of that has to do with, as soon as he got that first goal, the confidence aspect, I think, Mm -hmm. really affected him. Um, But also, he started to finally, I think, understand um, Klopp's system, because I think at the beginning, he was still playing like he played in um, RB Leipzig, um, with all of the... Uh, most of what he did was uh, dribble, mm-hmm. um, um, and and he does it very well. But in the Premier League, you can't really afford to just dribble past anyone, uh, everyone, um, and so yeah. Uh, Simon's laughing at the moment. Is there a recent sim? <laughs> I was just thinking of a Bakar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: guys all Abu Bakar fans
0: it's just <laughs> yes, that's his name it, that's we don't know um Whew. anyway i think i also
1: think um it came at the right time because there was a andrew, andrew robertson couldn't played the couldn't play the last game and then he couldn't play uh he couldn't play the game against uh porto and so and Wynaldum looked like he needed a rest because he'd been playing the majority of our games this season, and so Navigator had to play. And I think that's also partly what forced Klopp's hand was like; he had to play this midfielder, and I don't know if he actually wanted to. Um, obviously, he's a real, incredibly talented mm-hmm. midfielder, and but if, didn't quite understand the system. Either. Yeah, didn't wasn't really fitting in, right? And so there was always the potential of him gaining confidence from the games, and pl- and playing well, and building from there. But I also think that if Klopp had the chance, especially in this last run-in that we have into the, the end of the season, I think that he would have decided, maybe kept Naby on the bench, and yeah. but his hand was just forced, so then he had to play, and then since he's been playing, he scored that goal against Southampton, which was just, you could see on his face the relief right. and the... Um, just yeah, the yeah. joy that he yeah. felt scoring that goal and um, and then against against Porto he had that deflected goal. Right. Um,
0: he was going in there anyway though.
1: Yes. Um, but again, just building and that will do him the world of good.
0: Right. Yes. Scored in the Champions League. Scored mm. in the Premier League. If you can keep that form going, um, that would be really really great. We were talking in the last episode about more attack uh more of a presence in the attack from the midfield. Mm-hmm. We can keep scoring, that'll be fantastic. Um but yeah, it's really wonderful to see him starting to progress. Hopefully he can just go from level to level and become a threat in the Premier League mm-hmm. as we know he can be. Uh yes. and he's hitting it at the right time. The confidence is high. The confidence in the whole squad is high. Hopefully we can go through the rest of the season. And just winning games, mm-hmm. uh, Salah hopefully can get on the scoreboard some more. We he scored on the weekend, and what a celebration it was! Um, yeah, he is built like the rock. He's a monster. Yes. Um, but ah uh, yeah, well, it seems like we're kind of hitting some form at the right time. Um, it, it's just wonderful to see. Yes.
1: Um. Okay. So, moving on from the present and. Talking about our recent games, what do you think of, I, th- I thought it would be best maybe to address some of the rumors that are going around mm-hmm. and also talk a little bit about our squad potentially for next season, including Oxlade-Chamberlain and Rian Brewster, mm. who could potentially, who have been plagued with injury and could potentially fill roles
0: and fit in this season. Yeah, um, let's t- talk about Oxlade-Chamberlain first. Okay. Um, we mentioned him briefly last week. He's an exciting player. Um, he, he'll be very, very good um, in the midfield this season. I think uh, Mo Salah has missed him. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Mo Salah, they had a good partnership. I think he brought power, he brought pace, he brought that attacking flair that we needed. Um, him being back in full form is something that we have definitely missed and something that will um, just add another layer of depth to the squad. And a full fit a full fit. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain deserves and demands a spot in the squad.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I also think that it, we've done incredibly well without him this season uh-huh. just to be where we are. And I can just imagine where we could have been if we would have had Oxlade-Chamberlain for some of those tied to games maybe against Leicester and West Ham that we slipped up in. Um, I'd also like to say... I know. Last week I mentioned maybe getting rid of Jordan Henderson, <laughs> and I will gladly eat uh, my own words because he has been playing a blinder. Came on you against right. Southampton, game changer, uh, incredible goal um, run from deep. And I forget, I've forgotten how he used to play against, uh, especially in that thirteen fourteen season. Those runs from midfield, getting in more attacking positions. He said he talked to Jurgen Klopp um, recently, and they've been having discussions about whether to put him higher up. And I think most Liverpool fans have kind of forgotten about what he can do. What yeah, what he used to do, and what he did really well in that in that title challenging season with Suarez. Um, and I think that he is he could be that that piece that we're missing, especially if Fabinho and. Why now? Them just keep on playing the number six role really well. Um, he can be that key piece in midfield that drives. That can be the
0: link between attack and defense. Hundred percent. Yep, I think I think him in this more forward thinking role has been really special to see, and I can't see I uh, can't wait to see what else he does for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about uh, Rian Brewster? He said you have some knowledge about him. Yeah, so Rian is a really interesting figure. Um, young boy, uh, signed by the F2. Um, uh, and he's um, really quick, can play on any of the front three. Mostly up in attack, but uh, he's got a great eye for goal. A fabulous shot. Um, very, very speedy. I think he... Um, I think he'll work very, very well as kind of like that backup. Mm. Um, and I'm very excited to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. I think Klopp really, really likes him. Yes. Um, and that gives me lots and lots of confidence because when Klopp wants to sign a player, he doesn't go and look for other players. He signs that player. Yeah. He signed Rian Brewster uh, to the full team and to the team, mm-hmm. said that he wanted him to play. Um, yeah.
1: There were rumors that he was going to go to and glad back as well and right and Jurgen yeah, Klopp like
0: forced that out of the picture right. so yeah uh so obviously Klopp believes in the kid um something uh, he's less than a year older than I am uh the kid's a baller he's got 15 years left of his career hasn't really started it yet he's got a long way in front of him and I think he'll only get better and better obviously injuries plagued him but with a great right foot great left foot um, poaches kind of like, kind of like Aguero. Mm-hmm. He could be a very very valuable asset to the squad, especially mm-hmm. next year if we want to try fight on all fronts. Mm-hmm. I think he could be our number one starter um, mm-hmm. in the FA Cup. Oh wow! Okay. And just kind of have him like la- like that be his tournament. Yeah. Uh, the League Cup, and then. He could be that player that comes on in the eightieth minute and runs at defenses, yeah. He's very direct, kind of like de Vaquerigi this season yeah
1: I well, there are rumors that De Vacarigi is getting a
0: new contract and one how do you think that would play oh, out? I love that um even in the Porto game, uh, he came on with mm-hmm. five minutes to go and he just brought a different aspect. his very first um uh contribution to the game was he got the ball on left flank and he just drove at the defense yes. and won a almost won a penalty just outside the box. And that was one of our best opportunities of that half. Just very powerful runner, and I think that's a good thing to have. If um, if our first aspect isn't working, um, we can kind of change it up and have these powerful runners that can just uh, break down defenses late in the game.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, it showed his value. Basically, showed in against Spurs when we played them. He came on and then won that corner, which eventually uh, led to the goal. And Mm -hmm. I. I think that's excellent news hearing that Arrighi stink, especially with Sturridge moving on and Ream Brewster coming up through the ranks. Then we have... We do still have that backup. Um, I still... And also then we have Mane and Salah that could deputise at striker, mm-hmm. and we still have a bunch of options there, so it's really exciting, our forward line. If, and if it... you
0: think about it now, we have five players that could play anywhere from, uh, in front of the f- uh, front three mm-hmm. We've got um, the only player that I'd say can't really do that is Shaqiri, yeah. uh, but he can play on either side mm-hmm. and in the middle. So we've got a really flexible front line. I think yeah. we might want to add to it, maybe bring in a maybe even a big man um, up top, just like who's who's okay to kind of. Uh, Lorente for Spurs, maybe. Right, or Venteke. Someone, some... yeah. <laughs> someone who's satisfied to uh to sit on the bench, but if. Uh, if a game calls for it someone who could bring the ball down and release the speed on the flanks just to give us a different option if we need it mm-hmm. it's definitely not the main aspect uh, definitely something that we don't really really need but it might be an interesting contribution if we can get kind of a cheaper um, guy to play in those positions I think that might be an interesting acquisition well and we could try to do the thing
1: that we did against with Shakiri and Stoke and look at some of the relegated teams mm-hmm. Uh maybe uh, Cardiff or, I mean, no one from Huddlesfield, uh, <laughs> let's be real, um, or Mitrovic from Fulham, although I
0: think he's much better than uh, right. a last resort player for Liverpool. I think so. I don't think he would so. be satisfied to sit on the bench. No. He'd also probably cost m- too much money for that. Um, and I also think that if we do have Brewster
1: and Origi and then the rest of our forward line and a Shakiri. Then, do we really need a backup to buy
0: another forward player? Right. I don't think it would necessarily be uh, a a forward. uh, We don't really need that. I thought it just might be an interesting Mm. thing to have on the bench, just like a right this weapon that we can put him. But if needs be, we can just chuck Van Dyke up there. (laughs) That's right. Well, I was. The only
1: way I could see that is if we sold one of our midfielders or maybe Shaqiri and then went for. Tried to get someone a little younger. Um, because Shakiri hasn't been
0: performing. I mean, he hasn't been playing. He came on recently. First start in a while. That was yeah. because he was injured, though. Um, he he has been struggling with a groin injury that has, hasn't has uh, been too bad, but okay. um, Klopp just didn't want to risk it. Um, and so they he kind of has just been chilling on the outskirts, getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe now we'll kind of see him introduced in more games. Okay. Well, let's hope so. Well, I mean, we'll still see. I think he's a really valuable asset to have
1: uh, in this final run-in, and um, I'm I'm still glad that we got him, especially even if it's just against that for that Manchester United game earlier in the oh, season. Oh yes, uh,
0: he mm-hmm. single-handedly uh, spelled the end for Mourinho. <laughs> yes, it was fantastic. Um, Any other uh, transfers would you say? Yes. So there
1: are some rumors that I've heard. Uh, tenuous links Um, I've one of Dybala Mm. Uh, we also have Sancho and I've heard that also that Frankfurt player Um, what
0: is his name Serbian couldn't tell you you.
1: okay and also what position does he play he's a striker they're all kind of
0: strikers or wingers Um, again a lot of the press has been linking us with these players um, I think the most important thing for us right now is another defender, mm. um, and potentially a, a central attacking midfielder. Mm. It would be nice. Uh, I don't necess with the likes of Oxide Chamberlain coming back in. I think he plays that role very well. Mm. But if we were to sign a marquee player, I think someone like Dybala and puts, uh, toss him right into the midfield mm. and let Klopp does what he does, It kind of teach him the role, how he mm-hmm. wants to play it, I think Dybala could be a very, very good signing. Because mm-hmm. I do agree, we do need some more attacking players. We have some players that are very similar in the midfield. Um, but we do have players like Ox coming back. And I, yeah, I think, I think we could definitely sign a more attacking midfielder and then a left-back, I would say. Back-up left-back. Back-up left-back. Yeah. And... Backup goalkeeper. Backup goalkeeper.
1: Yeah. So I think back- those positions aren't. I mean, the backup left back might be interesting to see what kind of player we get, whether we might go older, mm. because. Or we might try to get someone quite young and then have them. Like a
0: Ryan Sessignor, who yeah. who was at Fulham.
1: But I, I still do, think I do he's worry too about attacking. His, yeah,
0: his defensive stability in that position. Mm-hmm. He plays uh he deputizes better as a wing back.
1: Yeah. We don't want another Moreno on our hands. Never again. <laughs> um, yeah. Um Yeah, so I think I've not heard any like concrete rumors as of yet and I think I'm still excited. Whatever I think whatever player we get this uh summer, mhm I don't See,
0: I trust in Klopp, and I don't think that it will go horribly wrong. Right. and I do have a question for you. Where do you think our season would be right now, if any different, if we had signed Nabya Fakir? I can't imagine us being any different. Um, he,
1: maybe that we would have lasted a little more longer in some... Uh, Cup competitions. But I honestly think that he probably still would have taken about the same amount of time Fabinho took to bet in. And there's still questions over Fabinho. Uh, Klopp doesn't start him every game. He seems to do better when he comes on late. Yeah. And so I don't think that uh, having Fakia in... Would have affected us too much this season. Maybe we would have seen the rewards more next season or late this season.
0: Yeah, um, I think just in some of the later games. Uh, I I think specifically back to um, West Ham, we just got a, you. You're, you're thinking, man. I just we just need someone who can take this game by the scruff of its neck and mm. pull out a moment of magic. We have those players, but I think someone in the midfield would have really really helped in that in those regards. But I think that is a position we will fill in the uh in the next window whether it be a um a fakir or someone else. Yeah. Alright, moving on. Uh just briefly
1: what are your thoughts on Chelsea? They're playing day today, today mm-hmm. uh against Red Star Belgrade. Right. And uh just a quick overview of what you think
0: how do you think our game on the weekend's gonna go. Score prediction three 0 Uh I'm To Liverpool? To Liverpool. Very confident. Uh, I'm confident in this game, I think One, the most dangerous player is obviously Eden Hazard, but with the likes of Van Dijk in the back, um, Mm. I don't think he's going to get that much service for one and for two. He's not going to be allowed to dribble straight through the midfield like he did against West Ham. Mm. Um, So if we can shut him up, we shut their attack up. And then going forward, we're hitting a good stride. Mm. And I'm going to say Salah with one. Mm. And I'm going to say Salah with one and... Two from... Um, two from Allison in goal. That would be quite impressive. Uh, no, two from uh, Mane on the left. That
1: would be incredible. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for this game because I would know... I think that if we beat Chelsea, we'll finally have gotten the 2013-14 season off our back. That loss to them. Uh, it's kind of poetic in the way that we're playing them again in our run-in. Um and they're obviously not in the best form, but I do feel like they'll try to r- raise their game against... Um,
0: Top opposition?
1: Yeah, and despite what Manchester City did to them earlier in the season, they... Our, our relationship with Chelsea, Liverpool relationship with uh, Chelsea, goes back a lot longer and is a lot... out of violent or right. aggressive. And so I think that they will try as hard as they can to stop Liverpool winning the league um,
0: so I, I think it's position? going to be
1: a close game and I think it'll probably be I'm going to say 1-0 Liverpool 1-0 yeah. ok and ok finally uh, just some news about Virgil van Dijk uh, the PFA player of the year Heavy uh, favorites. heavy favourites which is great I think he's obviously been one of the best players in the Premier League and also in the world this year just completely transformed Liverpool and uh I also liked how he said that he voted for Sterling and then Sterling turned around and said that he voted for Harry yeah, yeah. A player who would like never win the or not, not this, season, this season at least. Uh because
0: of just injuries and consistency. So Do you think if we win either uh I think if I think if we win both, if mm. we get the double a season league and uh Champions League, which um is a possibility. Do you think he has a say in the. uh, for the Ballon d'Or?
1: Hmm. I think so. I think he's definitely in with a shout because there is no way that someone can have such a. I mean, that's such an incredible season and winning the two major honors. I mean, we'll have to see. But I would love. He definitely deserves to be in with a shout because he's been incredible and I'd I am say so thankful for sure. that he's in our team. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's about wraps it up. Um any last thoughts? Mm-hmm. Up the Reds. Up the Reds.